So we are on week two and is talking about the different learning theories and the different domains of learning. And also with our reading, it really talked about how we take in information and how we learn. Um, so I know it definitely was a week of a lot of information and I probably won't be able to say this in the best ways and chunk it correctly, but I'm going to try my best and I probably will mispronounce a lot of things, but that's okay. Um, so with the learning theories, behaviorism stuck out a little bit just because when I think of behaviorism, I think of being in a classroom and seeing all my students and saying like, great job for doing this, or let's work on this a little bit better. And just constantly talking to my students and giving them that reinforcement that they need. Um, that necessarily, I don't know that you'd see that as much virtually, although if you're making comments on things saying like, great job doing this, or um, let's see this next time when you write this in your open response, that's how I could see maybe a little bit of behaviorism being used in this, but I think when I read this, I really kind of took it into something that you're doing in person. Um, the next one was the cognitivism. And for me, that one, I kind of thought about not grading tests. So if they're taking some kind of assessment online, not grading it or giving them maybe the opportunity to um, be able to see the answers to it, but not have it that's counted wrong, like that it affects in a grade, but they can still see what they could have done better and they know the correct answer. I think it's harder when we're taking tests and we don't see the correct answer and we just find out later that we got it wrong. This way it can get them thinking of why that right answer was correct. Um, and then also open-ended questions. This kind of goes into connectivism a little bit, but with the open-ended questions, just having them being able to think outside the box and giving them questions that really have to make them think, or maybe just having more of a little bit of like a project-based learning, even while they're doing it virtually. I think there's still a lot of learning that I have to do what we can do virtually and what we're capable of. But if there are ways of having those higher order thinking questions and asking them why, and why would you do this? Why would you do that? Um, I think those kind of go back to the connectivism. Then with constructivism, that for me is something that if you're creating a part two to something or if you're starting a lesson that kind of bounces off to another one, we start to know about their prior knowledge because whatever they learned before is something that we were given, to, that we gave them. So I think constructivism is really important, kind of more of a step two. Like if you're doing something for a big company, you might not know what their prior knowledge is and how well they know that. So you don't know what their base level is when starting that constructivism learning theory. Lastly is the connectivism. For me, this one I think comes the most um, back to web design, just by being able to give them the opportunity to use other different resources to be able to search things. That's something we're doing right now with these design logs is that we were given the opportunity to go on Facebook or Twitter or make a website or anything that we wanted to do. That's why I feel like it comes back to that connectivism is using different resources on the internet. Um, and then even if they want to have jam boards, that there's an area that you can see other um, teachers or students commenting about a question. I know I've done something on Schoology where there was a discussion after that all the teachers were able to post on and comment on each other's. I feel like that kind of goes back to it. Um, then we talked about the domains of learning. So there's a cognitive and to me, that's just kind of what I've been taught with having the um, Bloom's taxonomy theory. And with that, it's really, it makes sense. It kind of just talks about the ways that we learn and, and the steps that we do. And that comes um, kind of in pair with the psychomotor. So having things hands-on that they can learn while having that cognitive processing, I think they kind of go right next to each other. 
So it then kind of thinks about, all right, if you're giving this to somebody, is there something they can be doing hands-on? And it, can, it doesn't have to necessarily be physically in their hands, but it can be virtually that they are doing something hands-on on the screen. Um, and then lastly is the effective. That for me came right back to our Darkson reading. So that was really talking about our short-term memory and our long-term memory and why some things go away very quickly and why things stay in our brain. And what I figured with the effective was that you really start to think about what most interests me. Why is this interesting? What is my motivation behind it? And that's where you go back into that memory. And that's, kind, again, they go back and forth to each other. So if you're really interested in something and you make a way to help you learn it, that might go into your long. But if the, if the student is learning something that they're not interested in, they don't have any motivation, they don't see the purpose for it, and they really don't try to memorize it, that's gonna go in their short, short term. So again, this week, was a lot of information. I just said a lot in this, but I do think they all play a different component into designing. I think there's still a lot that I have to learn with what we're able to do when we design, but I understand why we are learning this. And I think it's really interesting to see how could all these people that we are giving this source to be learning. And